reaction to the role Different players, different strokes But let me Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back. Hour number two of the Weekend Gardener on WPTF, 919-860-9783. We're going to talk to Miss Monica at the Farmer's Market here in a minute. Let's, uh, I had some people waiting here. Brandon is in Durham with a uh, question. Hey, Brandon. Hey, good morning. How are you this morning? We're great. I hope you're well, my friend. I am. I am very well. Um, actually, I, I called for several reasons. One, um, I uh, worked with the late uh, Roy Lewis over at... Oh, yeah. man, we miss yeah. him every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, I do, too. Um, I uh, was uh, incarcerated over there, and I worked for him over there. And when I was getting out, um, he was going to help me uh, find employment. Um, I actually got uh, certified in the landscape management technician trade through the community college over there. Fantastic. <clears throat> Good job, yeah, Brandon. That's terrific. <clears throat> yeah, and it, 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 I'm, I miss Mr. Lewis every day. I, I listen to you guys quite a bit, and certainly while we were there, um, uh, we listened to you guys over the weekend. But um, my question was, is right now I own a house, and I am looking for some shrubs and stuff at a reasonable price, and it just seems like, I cannot find anything at a reasonable price as far as good-looking shrubs like uh, maybe gardenia or anything like that. Um, is there Everything is so expensive because it's so popular right now. Oh, you know, it, it, That's what people have been doing with uh, the pandemic. I don't know, Phil, uh, what do you think he should do? Well, uh, I mean— can you we don't mark our shrubs up that much so yeah. if you want to come by the nursery and look at what we have at campbell road that would be great um okay but um yeah, yeah i've always always found mark our shrubs up significantly <clears throat> and we buy local yeah and, right. and you grow a lot of your own stuff yeah and too. we do grow a lot of our own <clears throat> i i would say you know the emphasis should be on a quality rather than mm-hmm. price and mm-hmm. if that means that you can buy three shrubs instead of 10 then buy the three and in the long run you'll be a lot better off yeah um and the other thing That's is good idea. um you know i don't know if they covered propagation in your uh, uh yes, certified absolutely. landscape training but um, you know that's a great way to to get some uh, some low cost i mean there's still some costs involved cuz you need to to get some pots and some um, propagation mix, but um, there's a lot of shrubs that can be propagated fairly easily um, at home, so to speak. And and for some right. things, this is a good time of year to take cuttings. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. Well, I thank you for that information. One other question was, is uh, employment opportunities in the horticulture industry in our area here? Um, where, where would you uh, suggest I uh, look um, for future endeavors? I don't know. Um, yeah, the, you know, there's there's a lot of landscape maintenance companies, and it's probably just knocking on a lot of doors and yeah, and, I, I, and doing a lot of legwork because there there really are a lot would, of landscape companies. Where did you say you lived in Durham? I live in Durham. We have okay. Red Mill Road. Um, um, yeah, over here. And I, yeah, I've I've, I've been in uh, 
horticulture business for, I guess, about six years while I was in. And, I, you know, I've worked in the greenhouse the whole six years, you know. So I'm very familiar with that. I'm just looking for, you know, other avenues to explore, you know. I would check with uh, North Carolina Central. I would check with Duke. I would check mm-hmm. with NC State. All of those places have uh, horticultural uh, types of jobs. And then you can be owned with a state or with a, like at Duke, it could be owned. They have they have lots of jobs in landscaping at Duke. And a lot of your, um, you know, municipalities right. um, will have grounds maintenance crews as well. Um, that might right. be something to explore. And then also, you know, in the landscape business, there's a lot of big companies, but then there's a lot of small companies um, that, you know, it's just a guy with a pickup truck and a trailer and a, a couple right. of mowers. And, you know, they're looking for somebody who will show up consistently and not tear up their equipment and follow instructions. And, you know, that might be a way to get get your foot in the door. And having the knowledge that that you have is certainly a big bonus. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that my my specialty, I guess you would say, is I've I've done the propagating. And, you know, I'm sure if you know about um, anything about. Well, Mr. Lewis said, yeah, we propagated and propagated and propagated. Yeah, at, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really. So it, it was it was a great experience. So, well, I thank you for all the information and uh, love the show and keep up the great. Thank experience. you so much, Brandon. Appreciate you being a part yeah. of the family. Wish you congratulations great. Thank on you. getting your education. Doggone gone right. Well, thank you so much. Much Y'all success to you. Day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's, right. uh, bye. Let's quickly go to Diane and Fuquay before we see Miss Monica. Hey, Diane. Oh, uh, hi, Mike. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm on my cell phone here. It's a little faint, but um, I have- Diane, you're not uh, you're not in Cornwall today with uh, <laughs> the group no, of seven. My cousins are. Oh, I bet no. so. Okay, I'm just. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're too happy about what's going on. Over I know. I'm sure. Oh, they'll rush into that uh, pretty little seaside place. Oh well. Yeah. All right. Um, I actually have two questions, but the, the, the main one is regarding lilac. Um, I actually took a couple of cuttings from my son-in-law's li- one of my son-in-law's lilac trees back in the spring, right after it had bloomed. And I followed all the directions for rooting one in perlite and um, uh, you know potting potting soil and so on, a little bit of bit of rooting compound. Nothing happened. However, I was successful in just in rooting one in water. Hmm. So I'm wondering, and it, it's now, the roots are now about maybe an inch and a half long. The, the cutting never lost its foliage. It's put out um, some very thin, they almost look, tra- the roots are white, they almost look transparent. And they're about an inch and a half long, and I'm wondering whether it's too early to, to put them into a pot. Why don't we, uh, Jason? Why don't we get uh, Miss Monica? Start to rot. Let's get Miss Monica in on this conversation because uh, she's a plant person. And uh, Monica, did you uh, did you hear what Diane was talking about? I missed part of that, so you may have to refresh me. I was I was paying attention, but I won't pay attention if that makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I do that all the time. In fact, that's my forte. <laughs> now, what, what I what I was saying is that I, I was successful in rooting. A cutting from lilac, from a lilac tree or bush, 
uh, just rooting it in water. Um, it's been in water for probably a couple of months now, and it has put out roots, but they look very fragile, uh, as I said, almost transparent. So I'm wondering if, if it's too early to put the, actually put them into a pot. Well, I'm going to say, uh, if, you leave, Diane, if you leave it too long, they're going to rot. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, that was exactly what I was concerned about. Yeah. So I don't know whether if it's... Um, so should I try to put them very gently into a pot with it? It'll be perlite, and um, I don't ne- I don't need the rooting compound anymore. That little that powder. I, I don't I don't know that I have a hard hard fast answer for you, but you know it's just if you think you can do it without damaging the roots that you have, then go ahead and put it in a pot. If you think that by moving it and transplanting it into a pot that you that you destroy what roots because they're so fragile, then then wait. Um, so I think it's just going to kind of be a judgment call on your part. Yeah, you know? that was, as I say, that you know, that was my concern. I mean, I don't think there, I don't think there'd be any harm in waiting another, you know, couple weeks, okay. um, as long as you know the top of it still looks healthy, um, and you're not seeing, you know, the leaves starting to turn pale or anything from lack of. No, I, so. I was surprised that it hasn't lost, uh, you know, that it hasn't lost any of its original foliage. As long as it, as long as the stop, top still looks healthy, I'd say there there'd be no harm in waiting a bit longer and see if you can the, get the roots a little bit stronger. I wouldn't put okay. it in heavy right. soil. Oh, I was I, just gonna say that. Don't don't put it in heavy <laughs> soil because. Light, light oh no, soil. no 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 yeah. no! I I would just use the the the, the mixture of um of perlite and mm. like a you know very light potting mix. Right. Right. Yeah. That sounds so, perfect. All right. I just have another quick question. Um, a couple, uh, back at the end of March, um, someone gave me um, a beautiful orchid. Uh, it's finally lost all its blooms. I've been doing what it said on the on the um, label, just to put ice cubes on it uh, once a week. Uh, it's finally lost all its blooms. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that it will eventually flower again. It will. Is there any way, any special place I should keep it? Just keep it out of a draft and. Um Give it some sun, not hot, hot sun. But uh, the more you ignore it, the better off you'll be. I put one on the back of the sink in my office <laughs> and uh, noticed the other day that um, that it had buds coming on it. So mm-hmm. uh, they really don't like a lot of attention, I've no. found. <laughs> so that's good. You said ignore it? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Now, don't do that to your husband. <laughs> oh, I don't have one. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I would do. I, um, I just don't pay a lot of attention to my orchids. Right. This is the first time I've, uh, I think I've actually owned one. So right. uh, waiting to see what happens. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much, Diane. Thank you. Hey, Ms. Monica, how are you doing today? Good morning. Doing great. Hope you guys are. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. <clears throat> What's going on out there uh, under the farmer's shed this morning? Well, everybody was just running around like a bunch of busy little ants this morning, getting their trucks unloaded and bringing in all those fresh crops that they've been harvesting. And um, got a little drizzle here and there this morning, but just it's actually kind of nice, not too hot and not too humid this morning compared to what we've had some of the recent days. So great day to come out, maybe grab, grab your rain jacket or umbrella just in case a shower pops up and Come out and support these guys. They've been working hard to get all their products here. Okay, and uh, lots of strawberries, uh, blueberries, 
Uh, no strawberries, probably. Blueberries and peaches. Yeah, strawberries have been a little bit hit and miss this week. You may see some and you may not because they're getting sort of towards the end of their season. And then, of course, they've been having to deal with this, this rain on top of that. Um, but we do have blueberries, blackberries, and peaches, which are wonderful replacements. Um, so seeing more and more peaches coming in right now. So Yum. While, they, while they're here. And, of course, um, we've got more and more of your summer harvest starting to come in. More, I'm um, starting to see some field-grown tomatoes. Oh, um, you're seeing real tomatoes come in. Just getting How started. How about that? A couple of our farmers have got some um, for more down at the southeast eastern part of the state so um come and come and enjoy them they're they're looking good and i hadn't tried one yet but i know they're good no question about that and we still have um of course lots of squash coming in all different varieties and some few peppers starting to show up we have those pointed head cabbage and those new red potatoes um green beans we're seeing those coming Mm -hmm. in now as well and, um, of course, we still have a few greens, like your mustard greens, turnip greens, and um, your spinach and kale. And we do have sweet potatoes, of course, all year round, so you can still find those. And if you shop around, you'll find lots of other goodies mixed in with the um, produce, like your baked goods. There's some breads and cookies, cakes and pies, salsa, honey. Eggs, all that wonderful assortment um, we have available today and every day. Yeah. Plants galore out there? We do. We still got some great selection of plants. I know you guys were talking about shrubbery earlier this morning. Hydrangeas, gardenias. Yeah, we really yes, like and, um, those things. We have a great selection of all of those. And some of them, of course, are in bloom right now. So it's a good time to see and, and get exactly what you want. And with those hydrangeas, Getting the type of bloom and the colors that you want, it's a good time to see those. Um, also have some beautiful canna lilies down there um, that I've been admiring this week. The colors are so bold, bright, and just beautiful. Um, and so they're very tropical looking. So if you want to add something like that to your landscape, now's a good time to, to do so. We um, also have some water lilies. I know a lot of folks sometimes are looking hydroponic plants, and we have those. Um, Pretty good selection down there. I saw a water lily down there blooming the other day, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, So you can grab those as well. We have fruit trees, which is something else that's been pretty popular lately. And still some vegetable plants, bedding plants. I saw some beautiful marigolds down there this morning. Um, If you need a few of those to add to your landscape or maybe to your garden. And we are seeing um, herbs. Still a great selection of those coming in as well. So you can come out and shop around and um, play in the dirt a little bit and get your fruits and vegetables and just be fixed up for the week. Sounds good to me. Up at the market shops this morning is a lot to choose from, too, in a different way. Certainly. um, We have, of course, you know, one of those favorite things are those fresh-squeezed orangeades and lemonades. Mm -hmm. You can stop by and grab one of those, and we do have ice cream. You can um, get by the scoop. And we have 321 coffee in there if you'd like an iced coffee or maybe a hot coffee. They have both. So stop by and check those guys out. They're doing a wonderful job. We have a lot of unique gift items in there. If you're looking something for Dad, Father's Day's coming up next weekend, and I think you can fix him up. Even just a basket full of things for him to grill out with, different sauces. Um, you could throw in the barbecue sauces and some of the jams and jellies, those old-fashioned drinks. And I think that would make any dad happy, I'm pretty sure. Um, and if you're looking to grill out, you know, of course, you could always come and grab the 
the meats and cheeses, um, everything you need for that. They offer gift certificates also, so that would be another um, wonderful gift for Dad. Let him come out and shop around and get just what he wants. Sounds good. And, uh, of course, uh, the restaurants out there, uh, Market Restaurant and uh, the uh, Seafood Restaurant, Seafood uh, I don't know what folks going to do today. I guess uh, maybe things will dry out a little bit. Uh, they can get takeouts, plenty of takeouts there. Certainly. Um, and the Seafood Restaurant offers online ordering now, so you can go on there and get your order in online and then come out. You won't have to wait in line as long. And um, They do have outdoor seating right now. They still have not added the indoor, but they're taking a look and trying to trying to get that worked out. Uh, hopefully, like you said, the rain will hold off and you can enjoy a sitting out there at their picnic yeah. tables and, and have a meal there. And, of course, our um, State Farmers Market restaurant, nothing better than that old-fashioned country cooking. I know a lot of folks were yeah. out over there this morning waiting in, in line to get in to um, get one of those famous biscuits, and um, they bring a whole basket on to the table when you sit down. So nothing better than that old-fashioned country cooking and coming out and enjoying a meal over at one of our restaurants. I, can, I think I can use, if I go for lunch or kind of brunch there and get a, a biscuit with the, the link sausage, the big link sausage, that pretty well does me the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm not hungry. Nope. That's right. They have large, they are, well, I always like to say they're generous with their portions. Yeah. That yeah way. They are. <laughs> Throw in a little, maybe one egg and, and uh, over easy, and it's, you're getting a lot of protein there. Mm-hmm. So well, that'll yeah. last you. I went there the other day, and one of my favorite is their chicken salad. Mm-hmm. I think they loaded it up with a backhoe. Mm. <laughs> How about that? Now, that's, that's something that they could put that's on the, the menu. That's the biggest wad of chicken salad I've ever seen on a plate in my life. There you go. That... But I ate her all. It's good. And I tell you if, you, if you have maybe an event coming up or you're doing a – a wedding shower or, you know, something like that, and you want to serve chicken salad, they will um, sell it to you. You just need to get an order in ahead of time, and you can buy it by the cup. And um, nothing better than to have that delicious chicken salad and not have to make it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Well, we uh, got Super Sod out there. They're um, supplying a lot of warm season grasses right now, I'm sure, to a lot of people. They are, and they're they're busy down there with those loads of sod coming in. And if you've never been down there, they have a little plot where you can look at the different types of grasses and get a lot of expert advice down there on maybe what you need to add to your landscape, add to your add to your lawn to improve it, or you know maybe if you just need to do replacements, and they will help talk you through it and figure out what you need. And if you need delivery, they offer that as well. So come out and check those guys out. They still have the big yellow bags of pot and full. Um, you can also buy it in smaller bags if you don't need quite that much at once. So be sure to come by, check them out, circle around, and um, you'll see the Hunter Pork Center down there as well, which they're located back behind the seafood restaurant. And just beside the seafood restaurant, I'm telling you, it's filled up down there this morning at our craft shed. Um, we've got a large assortment of folks down there. The kettle corn folks are back. We're so happy to see them. And of course, you can grab there's some gourmet lemonades through that area, the spices, there's the um, stonework that you can have custom made, some um, homemade soaps and lotions through there. And down on the other end this morning, I noticed there's some folks that have come in with some of their homemade um, handbags and 
some puzzles and just various different things. So be sure to stop by there and, and see what's there. It kind of changes from week to week a little bit. Very good. By the way, Monica, I just saw uh, this one of this week's series of the Tar Heel Traveler. Mm-hmm. He did a, a program on the hunt of pork. They did. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. that's a really old business. They, they've and what in county? Wayne, what county is that in? Wayne County. Mm-hmm. Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Kind of near Goldsboro. That's right. And they got a place. They got a place. If you're traveling down that way, you can. They do uh, their uh, home you, store. Um, like off of maybe seventy. Close to Pikeville. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too far off Highway Seventy. That's right. And a lot of people don't realize there's that little community down there um, that's called the Hunter. So, mm-hmm. um, great place, great folks, and and delicious pork products. Well, Miss Monica, we always love talking to you. Yes, we'd love to talk to you guys as well, and um, everybody come out see us, and just as a reminder, we are here seven days a week. All righty, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. Monica with us here on WPTF. Let's talk to Charles real quickly. Charles, good morning here on WPTF. Good morning. I was actually just calling in um, to talk about the woman that, had problems with her zoysia. Yeah, we got uh, less than a minute, but please give us your information. So uh, it's common enough. It's called zoysia patch. It's a uh, fungus that attacks it in the fall as it goes dormant, so you don't really see it until the spring when it greens up. Zoysia patch. So that's when you've got to treat it. Um, I don't know. uh, I cannot remember the exact uh, fungi that causes the problem, but it's it, it's not something you spray. You actually have to tend to treat it with a granule or product, oh, okay. get it in the soil so that it doesn't happen again. All righty. So. Well, thank you so much for that, Charles. That's great. Uh, I think Paul nailed it. It is a fungus, and we'll uh, hope she'll get more information on that. Yep. Thank you, Charles. It has to be treated. It, it only is active when it's cool and wet. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. We'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Oh, well, that's our cue. I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm just sitting here walking around <laughs> talking. I better, better, get better act like I'm, I'm doing something. I've only been doing this show for, what, 36 years? You, you deserve a break. Okay, well, that was, that was my break. That was my only break. I'm just... Uh, you got to wave harder or something in there, Jason. <laughs> You're listening to The Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and uh, former Secretary of State and Attorney General in North Carolina and the current Secretary General of Gardening is uh, with us. He was also the uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. By and the way, you know, Mike, coming up in 2022 will be the 50th anniversary of the Watergate break-in. I mm-hmm. doubt that many of our listeners can even remember Watergate. I don't know. But that's that's something to uh, really be thinking about. I don't say celebrate it, but we're going to commemorate it. Certainly. Uh, and try to go to the U.S. Senate caucus room and have a party there with Woodward and Bernstein and Connie Chung and Leslie Stahl and some of those folks. That who helped, covered it. Who covered yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, if, you've, if you've never seen the movie All the All President's, President's Men, Men, one of the best movies ever, and that was that was uh, done in the seventies after after Watergate, and it uh, it was a award winning movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman and 
that other guy, Robert Redford, the blonde. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody loved Robert Redford back then, and still do. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to, to hearing more about that. And uh, yeah, if you ever go to Rufus's office, law offices, he's uh, he's got all kinds of memorabilia there. Got a pretty good little museum there. I would say so. Yes, it is a museum. Uh, Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery, is with us. Good morning. Uh, Paul mm-hmm. McKenzie is uh, here from the Cooperative, Cooperative Extension Service in Vance and Warren County. And we're joined on the phone by Jan Johansson, who's been on the program before. And you've written such beautiful books. And this, so you've topped it this time with Floratopia, Jan. Good morning. Good morning. I love hearing you guys talk about Watergate. Boy, do I feel old. <laughs> well, we see, we got somebody who remembers that, Rufus. Uh, you sound like you're about 25 years old. Well, well, I love you so much. <laughs> well, yeah, Rufus, uh, Rufus was an aide to Senator Sam Irvin. So you saw Rufus, uh, Rufus over uh, his shoulder a lot during those hearings. And, Boy, uh, he's every the, television set was on in the entire country. Yeah, Rufus is the guy who served the the warrant or the not the the subpoena on the White House and uh, the White House counsel for the Watergate right? tapes. For the Watergate tapes. Oh my goodness! So uh, you didn't get to you didn't get to serve uh, President Nixon. No, you they, served when I got there. I said the president wouldn't be here, would he? He said, "Well, no, you just missed him." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Fred Bazard or. Who did yes, you use? Fred Bazart, who was, was his counsel, yeah. and Professor Charles Allen Wright, who wrote wrote a book that I used in law school. So that was a I told I said Professor Wright, I won't say I enjoyed your book, but it was a wonderful learning tool, and glad to meet you again. He says I'm not so sure as I'm glad to meet you today. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So and he Jan, joked about it. Jan, I've. Uh, we have uh, the copy of the book in here, and it's gosh, it just uh, the colors, just oh, yeah. And Phil Phil Campbell owns a, a nursery here and grows a lot of the flowers that she sells. She grows a lot of the flowers that are sold around the the Triangle area. A lot of people right. use those flowers, and uh, everybody can have a flower garden, can't they? Oh yes, as a matter of fact. I, I don't know about your other guests, but I have seen such an uh, increase in the interest in flowers and pot planters and containers. It's remarkable. Containers, especially as yes. people, this is a great retirement area. A lot of people live in uh, smaller homes or in condos and things, and they have balconies or uh, exactly. things like that. And, and contain, But even if you have a, a large home, people still use those colorful containers and uh we buy. We've done it this this year. We've got all kinds of mixes of of colors and a bunch of different containers, and you can really dress up a home that way. I don't even think people realize it until they do one, and then once they have like a a pot of flowers next to their front door, and they see how welcoming and how cheery cheery it is, then they say, "Hey, maybe I can add some more," and it becomes like you know they're like rabbits. You know, they just keep increasing. <laughs> They, they do indeed. What are some of your favorite flowers to include, uh, some of the hardy ones or colorful ones, reliable ones? In, in containers and plants? Yes. And mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the way I wrote my book, as you probably know, is, is like a series of 110 tips, and each one has the 
uh, has beautiful photos to, to illustrate it. And my absolute first tip, I believe, is about red geraniums. And I say there is a reason why geraniums is the classic. I call it the classic. It is. Because they just don't stop flowering all summer, and if you forget to water them, no problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they, they are very reliable yeah. and uh, and quite popular. What else can you think of that, and, that and people so should include? In the geranium category, which, you know, the geraniums are really pelargoniums, but I'm, you know, who cares about that? Um, there's many different <laughs> varieties of geraniums now. So there's one that I love that comes in like hanging baskets called cascade geranium. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that big, big head like you imagine, but it's a little bit lighter. And it, and I put that in a pl- planter by my front door, and I put the planter. Here's another tip: I put the planter that's full, filled with flowers in in the plant bed because you know you may not have a, enough room next to your front door. So I put it n- inside the plant bed with the bushes surrounding it, and it looks like part of the bed. It's really quite lovely. It's a great tip: planter mm-hmm. in a bed. Now, something you also cover, uh, hot weather flower garden oh, yes. tips, because we got, we got some hot weather here in oh, North I Carolina. Oh, I bet. Well, you know, you cannot beat um, lantana, which is an annual here, but a perennial in more southern climes. And if you have deer problems, I don't know. Do you folks have deer problems down there? <laughs> oh, boy, what are you talking about? Does a dog oh, have yeah, fleas? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, so I, I go on and on about deer-resistant flowers because – that's the first question I always get, you know. Yeah, so, great Lantana here. is a fabulous hot weather uh, flowering plant. Keeps flowering. It comes in like all kinds of ice cream sherbet colors. I mean, just amazing sunrise rose and desert sunset and oh, it, Lantana just goes and goes and goes and right. loves the heat. And there are smaller, there are smaller varieties now that we use. They are annual here for the most part. There are some like Ham and Egg and Miss Miss Huff. These great names, Ham and Egg. Yeah, Miss Huff that are that are uh, perennial around here, but uh, they they they. And and I'm just right now just thinking about you know planters for for. There's another plant that's very popular called Super Bells or Million Bells. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, and it hangs over the pot, and it looks like miniature petunias. Yeah. And Those they're are... really great, too. The patterns and colors of them are outstanding. And I find that they do actually better in, in planters than they do in the ground. They do. They do. And I, I'll tell you something I saw in there. I, I haven't looked at the at your whole book, but I uh, noticed that you do have Gumfrina in there. And I was, oh, my favorite. You yeah. love that, too? All right. Yep, I love it. And uh, it's, it's a funny little story. I'll tell you too quick. We, the and firewer- that's deer-resistant. Yep, it is. The fireworks gumfrina. Go back and smell it. It smells like cream of celery soup. And <laughs> uh, so when I went to Ball Seed in Chicago and was going through the garden, I was like, y'all got fireworks here and that smells just like cream of celery soup so everybody is going around <laughs> smelling the gum cream of fireworks but it does and i love the um, oh. the one that came out oh shoot truffle yeah it came truffle out yeah, that's I have a picture of that one. Yep, yep. And so those are some gumfrinas are not used <clears throat> widely enough. They make I things totally look like a wildflower garden. Yep. I totally agree with you. I think um and 
they should be used much more often. That's like one of my favorite flowers of all time. Yeah. It tolerates the heat. You can get yeah. the super tall ones, right? And uh, exactly. I'm trying to think of the name of the tall one right now. I can't think of it. There's but, the quee, uh, uh, the quee gumfrina, and then the strawberry fields is not around. Strawberry much. fields. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. And they and then the and then the bonuses is that you can cut it. Hang it upside down for a few days, and now you have wonderful straw flowers that last all all winter long exactly. in the house. Exactly. Something else. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's basically the name. I mean, you know, people say, "Isn't there an easier name to remember?" No, it's Gomfrina. Yeah. And so, in in my book Floritopia, I have a whole section on Gomfrina. You do. Butterfly gardens, pollinator gardens uh, are are so popular, and uh, that's that's something that uh, we should think of as we're planting flowers in the landscape. You know, the 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 incentive for writing this book, besides the fact that I I hope everybody includes more flowers everywhere, is that because uh, flowers make us so happy. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is is that it's for our pollinators, the bees, the moths, the butterflies, the hummingbirds. They are, they're struggling. I mean, they are really, we're losing them big time due to pesticides, herbicides, whatever. And uh, we just, we need to feed them and flowers are their food. Floratopia, 110 flower garden ideas for your yard, your patio, and your balcony. You have covered it all with some of the most beautiful photography. Did you take the photographs? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for joining us, sure. Jan. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, write another book, or, or you know, come back on. We'll talk more about this book sometime. Oh, I would love to. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, okay. yeah. Have your folks get in touch with me. Okay, because <laughs> no, I don't have any folks. Oh, I got Jason in there this morning. But okay, thank. Bye now. Bye bye. Thanks, Jan Johansson. That's a great book. It is. And I'm I'm going to donate my copy to. Uh, Vance County, or Vance Warren? I don't know which. Which Paul? Yeah, we're going to put it in our garden library that we're developing. Good. So that'll All be, right. But I think I think Jason's giving you the break sign, Mike. Oh, is that what he's doing? <laughs> I thought he was exercising like we were in here. Okay, more of the weekend gardener coming up. We'll talk to uh, the folks at um, Mosquito Shield, White County, coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yep, we're uh, we're here this morning. I already zipped through two hours almost. Uh, hey, don't forget those thirsty hummingbirds. Our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited at Fall Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving a giving you a chance to win a pagoda, mini feeders, all kinds of stuff. So all you have to do is register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page. The prize will be given away June 21st, so you have plenty of time to register. But go to, to the WPTF Facebook page while you're thinking of it, and thanks to our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited. Keith Brown is with us from Mosquito Shield of Wake County, and uh, 
What an interesting, now, a lot of people are dealing with mosquitoes. This is a great morning to talk about that, Keith, because I'm sure there are a lot of mosquitoes out there this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having us on and, and, and letting me uh, join. It's also interesting to uh, follow up behind Jan, who was talking about the pollinators as well, and as, the, uh, as, the, as they become more and more um, active, uh, mosquito activity is picking up as well because we've had so much rain lately and the, and the heat and, and everything else. So, um, you know, we're doing what we can to protect that environment as well as treat and, uh, you know, treat carefully to eliminate yards of mosquitoes. That's uh, I'm sure that's a tough job on both that you trying to protect the pollinators, the bees. I know y'all, y'all get uh, a lot of training on on protecting honeybees and and other pollinators, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the 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 founder of our company, so we've been in business um, for about 20 years, and we've expanded here into the North Carolina. But our founder is owner of a large nursery, so it has a lot of great information around plants, plant plant life, gardening. And our technicians, myself, and all of our technicians go through pretty extensive training, um, not only on, on just the products that we use, but also uh, through a bee certification, uh, pollinators, making sure that we understand plant identification, um, the labels and everything for any of the products that we use, um, how to spray, how to spray and avoid um, you know, pollinator activity, habitats, never spray on flowering plants, making sure that we understand all of that, uh, never spray when they're active, any of that kind of activity. And we've also developed a, uh, an all-natural solution as well, uh, which doesn't contain any insecticides is, is another option for those with, you know, gardens and, and uh, flowering gardens, herb gardens, uh, pollinator gardens to make it, you know, that much more protective of that environment while still deterring those mosquitoes. Yeah. The all-natural option um, has a lot of herbs and spices, I suppose. Yeah. So it's, it's actually uh, the primary ingredient is garlic, which is a, a natural irritant to mosquitoes. Right. Um, we also have other, uh, like cedarwood oil, peppermint oil, some of those uh, natural um, elements, plant extracts, essential oils, which not only deter the mosquitoes, uh, but also ticks. And that's another uh, big issue. The cedarwood oil really treats the, uh, the tick population as well. And that all natural really um, is a good option. Now, it requires a bit more frequent treatment. There's no uh, larvicide, adulticide or anything, um, but it works extremely well. And it does provide that natural irritant while still protecting the pollinators. How do folks get in touch with you? Because I know that uh, you, you not only uh, provide this service, but uh, you also uh, hope to educate uh, the homeowners. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and, that's some, and that's a good point, Mike, is, is when we talk to clients or potential clients, we really spend a lot of time educating them about our products, our services, how it works, um, just general information that a lot of folks don't know. Um, they can reach us on uh, www. Moshield, M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D dot com, or by phone, 919-561-5554, and we are more than happy to talk with anybody and, you know, answer any questions or anything we could do. I think to summarize, uh, you folks are, um, I don't know, this is pioneering, but uh, I, I know that people have had a lot of problems with mosquitoes and 
and you are kind of at the forefront of a uh, a system that will not harm honeybees and that's and and other pollinators and i think that's the thing to really stress here yeah i i I completely agree and that's really a key focus and one of the reasons we really uh uh, went forward and, and and partnered with this with this company is because of that attention and that focus and um really the the care and the concern they have so um that was really important with us. Fantastic. Well, a- after you spray, how long do people have to wait before they participate in that area in whatever they're doing? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. We got about 15 seconds. Okay, so it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to dry. Once the product dries, it's, uh, it presents no harm to children, to pets. So it is dried and ready to go, and you're, you can get back in and an early entry right back into the yard. Well, Keith, I appreciate talking to you very, very much, and uh, you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate being on and having the time. You guys have a great weekend. All right. We'll be back.